Hi everybody and welcome to the very first episode of the Girl Hang Podcast. My name is Maya. I'm Hege. I'm Josephine. And we're very happy to be here and finally do this podcast that we've been talking about for a long time that we wanted to do. Yes. So Girl Hang is our company. It is a community for women. We do retreats, we do online workshops and events and courses, we have live events and very soon a membership platform and it's all about building community with and for women and healing, you know? Everything that goes into that basket. Exactly. That's what Girl Hang is about because we've all been on our own journey and... We're still on it. (laughs) It's never ending for sure. So, and we want to share our expertise, our guidance to other women. And yeah, we heal together. Yeah. We heal together, that's true. I mean, you can, you can get so far on your own. There's a lot of stuff that is important to do on our own. But there's like, there's a certain level of healing that you can't do on your own, is my experience. Hmm. Same here. So today uh, on this episode, we are here to talk about the full moon in Taurus. And if you guys, for everyone listening, if you're listening to this episode um, on Saturday when it's, when it's airing, then the full moon is today. Uh, we're recording this on the Friday, so for us it is going to be tomorrow. And this full moon, I mean, every full moon is special and, and a good time to, to, you know, get clear with ourselves. But this full moon is, it's also a lunar eclipse and it kind of marks the end of a cycle that's been going on f- over the past two years. The eclipse cycle that's been going on over the past two years has been on this axis of Scorpio and Taurus. So, and Scorpio symbolizes transformation. So no matter where, in what area of life people have experienced this, I think everyone, everyone has been going through some sort of transformation over the past two years. And so this full moon and eclipse in Taurus it marks the end of this cycle. It's the last eclipse in this eclipse cycle and on this eclipse axis. And that's pretty special because the Taurus-Scorpio axis is, it's intense for sure. And Scorpio symbolizes transformation, but also our shadow. It's almost like over the past two years, this has been my experience and also with you guys and like friends and people that I know, it's like, there's been this massive potential for growth, but it's been like, you won't get to do that unless you actually face your shadow. (laughs) So a lot of stuff has been coming up, just like, you know, both on an internal level, but also around us, like situations that me and I know you guys and, and people in general has just been like thrown into, where it's like, you have to deal. (laughs) So, so it's been, it's definitely been uh, two very intense years. And now we actually get to move on. So this full moon in Taurus and lunar eclipse marks that point of like, we're done. We're done with this cycle. It's kind of an especially good time to, to look back and just reflect over the past two years and see like where, what has transformed? How have you transformed? What has changed? Uh, journal about it. That's like my biggest suggestion and advice to everyone on this full moon is really to like get into that and look at where were you two years ago? Where were you one year, 
ago. And I think for most people, it's going to be almost shocking to see how far you've come and how much you've grown. And yeah, it may not have been easy. Most most likely, it has not been like a this kind of comfortable, fun type of growth. <laughs> it's been the gnarly, seriously difficult, uncomfortable type of growth. But we can celebrate how far we've come and what we have overcome over the past two years. I think that's really important and I think we deserve it. And yeah, anything you guys want to add to that? Like, how's the past two years been for you? It's been so intense. Right? Yeah, it's <laughs> been so intense. Like for me, especially uh, friendship has been a big part of it. Uh, mm -hmm. Coming out of dysfunctional friendships and like really choosing myself. I also have been going through a lot of other stuff that uh, is probably going to be something we're going to talk about in a later episode. For example, I went through an abortion and it's all about, again, getting those experiences where I have to choose myself over and mm. over again and showing that that's what I'm doing, right? And then stepping out of the things that are not beneficial for me. Choosing myself, even if it's fucking painful, holding myself and yeah, it's been, it's been rough. Yeah. For me, it has also been intense for the last two years. Uh, went through a divorce, had to get out of some dysfunctional friendships. And like you said, Hege, really just choose myself over and over again. Always choosing her, me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's really, it's a good segue into Taurus uh, and talk about Taurus because this full moon is in Taurus. And what you both talk about right now, that's about self-worth. That's about choosing yourself and it's also about recognizing um, because with Scorpio there's always going to be power dynamics. We have to navigate a lot of different power dynamics uh, and to recognize kind of like what is true security and what is a false sense of security. So just to clarify for everyone listening, if you don't know a lot of like full moons and astrology and everything, that's, that's totally fine. So every full moon in general, especially for people who are kind of sensitive and sensitive to energies and, and things, every full moon in general can feel kind of highly emotional as a highly emotional time for us. And this is because the moon as a planet it is one of the planets that holds our shadow and holds our karma. So when the moon is full, like fully lit up, what happens is that our shadow is pulled up into the light. And you know, we can we can kind of we can go into victim mode and be like, but why? You know, that's so unfair or whatever. But actually, it is an opportunity. We get this chance every month to look at what's coming up for us and to face that shadow to integrate it and to actually let something go and move on and move past that. And the moon moves through all of the zodiac signs throughout the year. So every full moon is in a different zodiac sign. So every full moon, there's a different kind of energy that we have to face and work through. And these shadows come up, you know, within this specific kind of theme that that zodiac sign represents. So when it comes to Taurus, Taurus represents material comfort and uh, kind of material security. And like I said before, also this theme around true security versus false security. And it's also, it also puts an emphasis on, on courage, having courage to live outside of the comfort zone. But what all of these themes, if we take it like one layer deeper, what all of these themes really represent 
um, how I interpret that is it's all about self-worth. So to have our needs met, for example, to take responsibility for our own needs, that uh, implies that we need to make the best choices for ourselves. And the best choices for ourselves is not always the easy choices to make, right? It, it requires courage. It requires us to have courage to have that difficult conversation or to get out of that toxic relationship or to change our job or to do these things that actually, what does that mean? It means to choose ourselves, right? And that, that takes courage. And it also requires us to face our shadow because we can't truly know ourselves without knowing the shadow part of us. What is in the shadow? We need to know that to truly know ourselves and know what we actually want and what we need. So yeah, I think the only way to truly be fulfilled in ourselves is to face our relationship with ourself, with our self-worth. So there's some questions that I just kind of want to throw out there and anyone listening, you can use these as like reflection questions if you want on this full moon. So for example, do you have an inherent and healthy sense of self-worth in the world? Do you know what you're worth? And why and when do you doubt yourself? In what situations do you doubt yourself? What are the things that trigger self-doubt for you? Um, going into what are the limiting beliefs and the conditioning that you carry around self-worth? You know, where does it come from when you believe you're not worthy of something or you doubt yourself? What is that voice? What is it saying? Where does it come from? Why is it there? Because this is something I've learned through trauma work is that any part of you, you know the voices in our head, any part of you that is mean to you, that is not actually you. That comes from somewhere, that is conditioned into you. It comes from trauma, you know, from the past, from when we were kids. So you can you can be you can trust that, you know, that there's no true part of you that would ever be mean to you. It comes from somewhere. Um, another like shadow question is do you feel entitled? to certain things like do you feel better than other people in certain aspects of your life in certain areas of your life that's also interesting to look at because sometimes when we have to admit these kinds of things to ourselves like where in my life am i toxic where am i the toxic one that's that's a part of the shadow work that is really difficult because that starts to poke our ego right the ego doesn't want to admit like yeah, I can be toxic, you know? <laughs> like this year for me, I had to admit to myself that I have been very emotionally unavailable, for example, in, in relationships, both friendships and romantic relationships in the past. That was so hard to face and admit because it was just so much easier for me to point the finger and, and say that uh, my ex-boyfriends were emotionally unavailable, right? So that's that also ties into like where in our life do we act as the victim? Because we all do that. And I think when we start to reflect on these things and we practice radical self-honesty and we're brave to face ourselves, that's when we, when we start to build this real relationship that is based on true self-worth, not this false sense of, you know, confidence. So I thought we would do like a little, almost like a live little reflection here for, for our listeners. Talking about these topics, so I just wanted to throw out there, what is self-worth to you? What does self-worth mean to you? Uh, I know it's a huge question and it can feel kind of daunting, 
but my experience with these things and also for you guys listening if you want to do journal work around this my experience is to just start with a word not be so harsh on yourself there's nothing to accomplish it's just to see what comes up you know it can be simple and then usually if you do this kind of stream of consciousness journaling a lot of stuff is gonna eventually start to come up where you're like whoa okay i didn't even know that i was that i felt that way so yeah just keeping an open mind but what about you guys what does self-worth mean to you josephine let's start with you well it is a very big question what is self-worth to me you made me really think when you asked that question, because for the last two years, exactly these two, two years, mm-hmm. I really had to sit with that. What am I worth? What do I think of myself? And what is not mine? Mm-hmm. Mm, as you mentioned before, you know, all these negative thoughts that are not mine, that I've adopted from my environment, and I have to peel off the layers. And when I ask myself this question, what is self-worth to me? What comes up is it's showing up for myself. Mm. And that's fucking painful sometimes. Choosing yourself, showing up for yourself, comforting yourself, be your own parent, be your person. Mm. That's hard, but that's self-worth to me because that's how I reprogram my nervous system and all these things I have adopted from, from you know, um, the generations before me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I reprogram it. And that's how I know my worth by doing that every time, even though it's fucking hard and I feel like not doing it every time, I still do it because I'm like, you have to. It's kind of like an inner voice in me who just say that you have to do that. Not like a force, just like it, it says it with love, you yeah. know, and I feel that's my self-worth talking to me. Like, you have to do that. That's just the voice, you know. And then the other voices disappear. Mm, Yeah. It's beautiful. What about you, Hege? For me, it's a lot about loving myself, even on the hard days. Holding all the parts of myself, just acknowledge them and give them the space that they need and not judge. I have like these last years also started to look at my shadows and as you said that's not the easiest and it's so easy to start judging yourself because many of my shadows are something that I can see in another person that was my uh, main caregiver or I can't call her a caregiver because she didn't give me so much care but like the person that was supposed to take care of me and growing up I realized that the least or the last person I want to become is her. Mm. And then I see parts of her in me. And that's so fucking hard and mm-hmm. difficult not to judge. Because I mean, I don't want to be her. I don't want to be anything like her. But she she was my mom. So of course parts of her are going to be mirrored in me. And so that has been really difficult. But just holding myself in all the all the possible ways I can and also like Josephine said showing up and being that person that I needed when I was little that I didn't have showing up as her today mm-hmm. and I recently went through an episode with the domestic abuse and I really got to show myself that I fucking take care of myself now and you had your own back I had beautifully back. I just and have to it's say that. just like I'm almost like shocked of how well I managed to hold myself in that situation because two years ago me could not have done that mm. and just seeing that the work that I'm doing is paying off also is just like yeah I'm, I'm going in the right direction and I'm choosing myself 
every time I'm choosing myself. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's a big question. Like it it's is. a lot. Like a lot of things are about self worth, right? Everything yeah. we're doing, keep choosing ourselves, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah, and it's almost like you can't really you can't really separate self worth from self love, and then you go into like you know it's, it's huge. Yeah, it's all connected. Exactly. Yeah. There's definitely many layers to it. It is. Yeah. Um, but this is something we can talk more about later. And, you know, we can have maybe one episode dedicated only to that, you know. Mm-hmm. And also for you guys listening, um, we would love to hear from you. Like, what self-worth mean to you? I also think this is the beautiful thing about community. When we come together and we share and we try our best to be vulnerable and authentic because that's not always easy either. <laughs> but we try our best. I mean, we learn so much from each other. I learn so much from you I guys. Learn so much from you guys. I have goosebumps now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the biggest motivation I think for me with Girl Hang is like I'm just thinking about all the amazing women in my life and I see what they have accomplished on their own and I'm like, "Oh my god, imagine what we can do yeah. if we just come together more." You yeah. know, it's like I don't even... It's amazing <laughs> and just be able to inspire each other mm-hmm. and support and learn from each other and yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But women are like natural healers and I think that, you know, the world has a lot of healing to do and I'm not trying to blame anyone but you can definitely see a pattern that society or whatever you want to call it had tried to divide women and yeah. let us compete sure. with each other yeah. and that... We don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be, compete with other women. No. We are equally amazing, mm-hmm. equally awesome, and there's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's. I think that's how you heal the world. And I think that women are definitely in the front line when it comes to... Healing, yeah. Yeah, healing. We are naturally healers. So we are leading the way. Yeah, and I love to see this in the world right now because it it's almost like collectively women decided that it was like oh my god you know what we're just done we're just done doing this thing where we're supposed to compete and be like jealous of each other it's almost like collectively everyone just made that choice and now it's like like i see women every day celebrate each other and help lift each other up and i can say from like growing up i did not see many examples of that growing up at all like For me, this is just, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I also love seeing more and more women choose to, like, be on their own, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, You mean, like, without a man? Without a man, without a partner, maybe not start a family just because they have to. Of course, they are allowed to do that. You know, family is amazing, but they don't want it at any cost, Mm -hmm. you know? That's the whole theme of self-worth. You see more women be like, hey... I'm worth a lot and I'd rather be alone than be with someone and be miserable. So, yeah. This is, yeah, and that's such a, that's also a huge topic, I think. Yeah, and triggering one, I uh think. Yeah, very triggering. Because this is what, I mean, self-worth to me, oh my God, it's so difficult. I just, I just throw this out to you guys and then I have to answer it myself. (laughs) I should. But yeah, for me, I think, especially over the past two years, it has been about understanding and integrating the fact that my perception of things, my feelings are valid. I realized that my 
barometer for what I would consider to be an overreaction to things. It has just been completely out of whack because I used to be so much of a people pleaser and so afraid of conflict that I would just, I just, I'm, I'm realizing how many camels I've been swallowing and how much I've chosen not to stand up for myself. So that's really truly what I've been learning most of all the past two years is to stand up for myself to be my own biggest like champion and advocate and it's up to me it is my responsibility to make sure that I take myself seriously and that I uh, try to make decisions and choices so that I get the things that I need that's my responsibility. And I haven't taken that responsibility before. But the past two years, I've had to. I've been forced to do that. And I've also chosen to do that and going into trauma therapy and everything. But but yeah, I think that's the biggest like self-worth lesson that I've been learning. To take myself seriously, to stand up for myself, to believe in myself. And um, it's painful in a way. It's difficult because at a certain point on this healing journey, you, you come to that, that point where it's almost impossible not to do it because you're reprogramming yourself. So at a certain point, that becomes your default. But then the old part of you is still kind of living inside of you. So you have that pull towards like doing that old thing. <laughs> it's so trippy. It's so weird. At the past few days, I've been in in that space a little bit you know where it's like there's this old version of me that wanted to do it this way and then it's the new like healthy part of me that is just very strong in in her centeredness kind of but it's it's yeah it's weird to experience both mm-hmm. at the same time kind of yeah this is how it is to be a gemini by the way <laughs> like always <laughs> always just all the time different personalities different versions of you <laughs> at once <laughs> Um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about courage because that's definitely a theme with with Taurus and I think everything that we've already been talking about ties into courage because we can't really like to create change especially in ourselves we can't do that without courage because so much of it is uncomfortable and also if we're going to talk about you know taking ourselves seriously okay so if I have a huge dream if I'm going to take myself seriously I need to at some point start to take my dreams seriously and I need to work on my shadow because I need to get to a place where I think that I actually deserve it and then I need to start to take actions towards that and all of these things are outside of our comfort zone so we need courage to do that um so I just I wanted to ask your guys what does it mean for you to live with courage Josephine you want to start for sure um okay Courage has definitely been a theme, these, especially this last year, starting to go for my dreams, taking myself very seriously. So for me, courage means to live with an open heart, even after you've been hurt. Mm. And even after you meet circumstances that, you know, where things doesn't go your way, you meet obstacles and you still have to go for it. You still have to choose yourself. You still have to have an open heart and I'd be open-minded so what I like to do to be brave is that I like to tap into this energy of hope and trust I tap into this energy and then I know like okay but no matter what happens I'm on the right path and that helps me be brave so that's really what courage is is for me it's a lot about hope and trust 
And yeah, I can also mention that living with an open heart, you know, that's that's a practice as well. You know, our ego, our pain, it wants us to like hide, it wants it wants us to close our heart. Why do I even bother trying? You know, all these things will come up and allow them to be there, allow those feelings to arise, but don't let them take over. Don't let that those feelings become you. Feel them and then remind yourself why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, you have to look at your shadows when it comes to courage too, because maybe you like being in pain. Maybe you like being a failure because it's easier. That's a part of the shadow side. I definitely had to look at it myself. I was like, okay, I'm not trying because then I won't fail. Mm-hmm. You know, I would just be a failure either way. So it's just, you know, it's better than to try and then fail. And then I realized that's not true, actually. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. actually better to try and fail. And there's no failures, it's only lessons. Mm-hmm. So I also started looking at failures as lessons instead. That's also very brave <laughs> Yeah, you, to do you, that. Yeah. yeah, but it's hard. I mean, of course, a lot of feelings arise and I'm like, you know, all this negative self-talk will come up. But again, you have to just bring back to your center and remind you why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Hege? Courage have been something that I had to really look at uh, the last few months, especially, uh, because after I experienced this episode that I mentioned earlier with the domestic abuse, I was in a situation where I felt that my sense of security in my both myself and the world was just robbed from me. And I felt so lost, so alone, and so scared. I don't think I've ever been that scared in my entire life. And then I had to sit with that. And that was basically all I could do. I had to go in and check what I needed. And I seeked out help, did all the things I could do. And I held myself in that. Mm-hmm. And I once again gotten to prove to myself that I am fucking brave. <laughs> also, what Josephine is talking about, going with an open heart and is a constant practice. Because every day I have to remind myself, I'm not afraid of love, but I'm afraid of the old pain. And I'm afraid of getting hurt again, right? If we close off our hearts, we close off to basically all joy in life. Not only like romantically, but like in every aspect. Mm-hmm. And I deserve all the happiness. So courage is holding myself in everything that comes my way in this life. And keep going with an open heart and just also goes back to knowing my worth and knowing that I deserve experience good things even though life sometimes doesn't work out that way Mm -hmm. I still deserve to experience the good things because that can be easy to kind of I don't know forget or sometimes if a lot of bad things happen or a lot of difficult things happen it tricks our brain a little bit into thinking like oh I guess that's what I deserve then you know there's like shame around it we all deserve good things I um yeah I really agree with everything you guys are saying and I think it's beautiful that you know you're both saying it to be courageous is to live with an open heart and I just I couldn't agree more because that is the scariest thing we do To choose to keep your heart open even after you've been hurt, like you said, Josephine, that's probably the most courageous thing that I can think of. 
because that ties also into vulnerability, which is a big word for me when it comes to courage. I also want to add that when it comes to courage, it's not, courage is not about like bulldozing our way forward no matter what. Courage does not mean to be fearless, not at all, because the way that I see it, there can be no courage if there's no fear there. Mm, so amen. courage is like courage is the thing the ingredient to overcome fear and in my experience i know that in in a lot of like yeah mental health you know inspirational coaching whatever speakers they talk about this don't listen to the fear and this may be like an un unpopular opinion but in my experience that's not the way to, to build true courage because the courageous thing is to actually do listen to the fear. Not because the fear necessarily is right, but it again, back to shadow work, it is to face your fear. It is to actually have a conversation with your fear. Why are you here? Where are you coming from? What, what do you have to say to me? Because the fear comes from something, right? It's, it's there for a purpose and, and there's nothing wrong with us. Everything that happens inside of us, it happens for a reason. So to be able to choose to be in a relationship with the fear where we can start to integrate the fear because what happens if we try to always just don't listen to the fear, don't listen, just ignore the fear. What happens is that then we start to walk around life constantly being afraid of the fear you know so it's this double thing that happens so for me that's the core of courage is to actually be brave enough to start to have a relationship with your fear and figure out what what it is right i couldn't agree more i think it was a interesting thing you said now because i often say uh it's a thing i say i'm not sure if you heard me say it before but sometimes i would say i use fear as my fuel and what I really mean is what you just described now. I, I have a relationship with it. Mm -hmm. uh, every time I'm scared, I'm like, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. and it probably also means I should do that thing I'm scared of, mm -hmm. but let's have a look. What, what am I trying? What is the fear trying to protect me from? Mm -hmm. So for me, it almost becomes like a fuel you know, for doing that thing I'm scared of doing. It's like, okay, let's go for it because yeah. I'm fucking scared, which mm -hmm. means must be something good <laughs> on the other side yeah and that's that's really interesting that you're saying it makes me think of when it comes to live outside of the comfort zone i use this phrase to play the edge which means okay so everyone can do this the next time there's something you want to do and then there's fear there it's very interesting if you sit with that a little bit you will notice that there's fear but there's also excitement. It's this very special type of fear that is mingled in with excitement. And if you can kind of like start to focus on that and be like, okay, I'm also super excited. Maybe that's why I'm afraid because this thing means so much to me that I am afraid to fuck it up. And that's what you're saying. Like sometimes that fear means there's something important here for you. It does not necessarily mean you should not do this, right? Exactly. I remember when I did, I led a conference uh, for female wellness and that was like the scariest thing I could ever picture me doing, like standing in front of a 
audience for around 100 people talking like I have major anxiety and I have all these things and that was like that's the scariest thing I can do but the thing about fear when you go into it and see like wh where, where is this coming from and I was looking at all the things and I was like of course I'm scared of doing that like I'm gonna take up space people are gonna look at me and gonna use my voice it was all the things so of course I was scared but the thing about fear we cannot do something that we are afraid of doing and staying the same you grow so yeah. fucking much like you cannot stay the same after you've done something that you're scared of Excellent. you're gonna jump fast forward you're gonna expand and you're gonna be the next version of yourself yes oh that's this such is a so good, true that's such a good point because yeah we are often scared of changing or change oh, yeah that's yeah that's true. you know it's safe being the same Staying even though in the comfort zone right yeah even mm -hmm. though if that makes us miserable mm -hmm. or yeah so true so true all right guys thank you so much for listening to our first ever episode we Yay. hope you enjoyed it and please yeah. like and subscribe if you like this material you find all the information in the show notes um, share with a sister share with a sister we also have live a live girl hang event every new moon because on the new moon that's the time for setting intentions. And we do this on Zoom, so you can uh, just follow the link in the show notes and you can find all the information. And we hope to see you there and that you will join us. And leave us a comment if you want to share your relationship to self-worth and to fear and to all of the things that we've been talking about today. We would love to hear your story. You can also go and follow us on Instagram and we will have a conversation about it over there. So thank you so much. We'll see you in a week.